Skin. So you're going to pronounce these names, right? No. Uh, I can do one of them. I'll do three of them, and you can do one of them. Yeah, Kev- Kevin Shields. No. <laughs> Hello. We're <laughs> listening to uh, My Bloody Valentine this week. I should introduce myself. Welcome to the Deep Dive. I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam Sully. And we're listening to My Bloody Valentine this week, which is not the... 1980s uh, slasher flick, nor the 2000 whatever remake with T- Channing Tatum, not Tanning Tatum. Uh, Never saw it. Yeah, it's not either one of those. It is the uh, Irish band, My Bloody Valentine. Uh, uh, what is it? Like the um, quintessential uh, shoegaze band, one of them. It's like them, Slow Dive, and. I would say one of the bigger. Yeah, names that people know. So. But yeah, it's definitely them and Slow Dive. I and Ride. Those are the only three bands that I would associate with, like the original shoegaze. So uh, My Bloody Valentine is a four piece. Uh, at least what we'll be talking about. They have three LPs, um, and they have some EPs, but we didn't listen to that. We wanted to stick to the LPs. Yeah. Um, uh, and they've been around since 1980, 1983. Yeah. Uh, they took a 10-year uh, break in 1997. But yeah, but for a band that's been around for like 20-plus years. Right, they don't have 20 plus years releases. Active. Yeah, they have three albums and a couple, a handful of EPs. But it's a four-piece. Uh, Kevin Shields, Debbie Goog, or Googe, uh Belinda Butcher, and... Uh, Adam, you want to pronounce that fourth one? Do you even have it pulled no, up? No, not not at all. It's a uh, Colm Oi Klesoig. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna offend our Irish fans. I apologize, but really the uh, the bigger two or the bigger names of the band are Kevin Shields and Belinda Butcher because because we can pronounce them. No, because they're the singers and <laughs> yeah, guitarist, no. and I'm. Pretty sure Kevin Shields does most of the writing. He he's the the member, so he's the guy who started the band. Yeah, he's been in it the whole time. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we can just go right into it. If you don't know what shoegaze is, go back and listen to our episode with Ray Clone. Uh, I don't want to get into it again, unless you, you can do. hear us talking. No, it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's we don't a, need to talk about genres here. Yeah, and well, yeah, we already did that too. Um, it, it's something that um, I will probably touch on just inherently, but I don't want to dedicate a section to it. Yeah. So their first LP, uh, they already had two EPs before this, but their first LP was called "Isn't Anything." Came out in November of 1988, only 38 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, These are all pretty short, actually. Yeah, and yeah, I don't. I really don't think length plays much of a role in this for me. Uh, I do like it that it's short, but also if it was long, yeah, you know, I, I think I just expected them to be uh, be longer than you know the the standard forty forty five minutes. Especially when we're talking about um, a band that has three albums yeah, to its name, yeah. and a lot of those EPs, I have looked them up, and they'll have versions of these songs, so. You know they do have a limited discography, um, and we did. We just listened to the um, original release. We didn't listen to any bonus versions because right, there yeah. are those. Because this is such a uh, formative band for shoegaze, and I'm not. Well, and I mean they have a lot of like a big and loyal fan base who 
would be all about deluxe editions and stuff. So. Yeah, and so this is my idea to listen to this band because I had listened to their second album and I had known about them for a while, just had never listened to all of their music. Um, and I just figured it, this was a good way to just check out those other two albums. Uh, I had never really listened to this album. Um, it starts off with... Here's my general uh, way of describing this album. And I'll describe each album and touch back on it. But uh, this album is more straightforward. It does have the shoegaze elements of uh, taking a guitar and making it sound like something different. Not necessarily guitar. And not saying like, oh, they're making it sound like a keyboard. They're making it sound like something just completely atmospheric and not really something you would associate with an instrument. Right. Uh, But it's also not so heavy on this album. This does feel like a more straightforward album in this span of shoegaze it doesn't feel so shoegaze can kind of feel noisy sometimes yeah and on an album i think this has more like clear breaks yeah. between songs uh, yeah more than especially their like next album so yeah um i would say i mean first song is catchy and but I don't think it gives you the best example of what shoegaze is. Uh, I think, man, I I don't know what the the best song to say on this would be shoegaze. But my favorite song on here is once again, it doesn't feel shoegazy. It just kind of feels like kind of an eighties. No, okay, that's a bad example. Not eighties rock, but like it feels like a kind of rock song. Uh, it's the eighth track. Sue is fine. I really like that. That one's catchy. I wouldn't say that most of their songs are catchy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any... I mean, I wrote down some songs, on not on this album actually, but on the other albums that yeah. were memorable but not catchy or anything. Yeah, and that's the thing is they're, they don't feel like they're going for a typical verse-chorus, verse-chorus type yeah, thing. Yeah. It does feel like they're really just kind of... And after reading what they, uh, their process of writing these things, it sounds like they're coming up with whatever on a guitar or however they're coming up with the, uh, instrumentation and then just writing to that. So, and it can feel like that and not in a bad way. Um, this is a good album. It all, so, and here's the thing, and I think it was similar with, uh, King Crimson, but, this is one of those bands where they're such a formative band that like it's nobody really gives them any criticism. Yeah, and especially in this case, they only have three albums, so like yeah, and all of them have like nine out of tens, tens out of tens, yeah. A pluses, that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying they're undeserving of it, but it does feel like there's not as much criticism as you would think would come along with this. Because listening to this in, um, you know kind of retrospect or just kind of listening to it now in 2019 this album out of all three of them feels most dated out of them yeah it feels it does feel kind of 80s even though that sounds like that's a bad thing but yeah it doesn't sound i mean like, I, I still really liked it yeah but it does feel like it's a product of the 80s so yeah and when we say 80s we don't we're not talking about like take on me shit like that you just have to listen to like a song and you'll understand yeah, what yeah, we're talking about i think it about. makes sense though yeah, yeah but it, it you know it does have it, it feels this album feels more like sonic youth 
than yeah and yeah. i know sonic youth can be called shoegaze but i think they're more alt rock than shoegaze a lot of the uh, time at least later in yeah yeah so but i feel like this sounds more like sonic youth than their next releases and like jesus and the mary chain that stuff yeah um but yeah i, I, mean, I mean it it does feel like an influential album though even yeah. with that said like it's not as shoegazy as their other stuff there so on this album uh and this can't be said for the rest of the albums it, they're shorter songs like these songs are between two yeah, some of them three are minutes, two minutes long yeah and that you know sounds pretty normal but then you know when we get into their next albums they it's regular for them to have like a six minute cut that kind yeah. of stuff uh which is not bad but if you don't have the patience for that kind of stuff i would definitely say you should probably check this out first but it this is definitely not my recommended first listen to um no it's just too different from the other two albums too like yeah and this is uh it's a good album but as i was saying yeah and it's clearly like influential i mean this is definitely like the album billy corgan ripped off yeah but that's a good example of what it sounds like yeah it's a very different sound from the other stuff like early smashing pumpkins first two records of smashing pumpkins where it's really straightforward all rock um with more shoegaze than smashing pumpkins though but um and that being said this is one of those bands that like everyone's saying like oh this influenced me like i guarantee you any right. super famous band is gonna well, say, i mean like, it, oh, I love it's still band. like an iconic they're an iconic band and this is like their first album so i get that but yeah and i'm glad that i started on their second lp because if i had heard that album first their first album first i probably wouldn't have been understanding of why everyone loved it so much hmm. feels a lot more straightforward but uh Unless you have anything more to say. No, other than I started with this album and was interested to hear how they be, yeah. become the more influential band that we know now. Yeah, because so. I don't know if you ever hear... Had you ever listened to them before? No. I don't I don't know if you've ever heard a band where you listen to... Or everyone talks about them. I, this is like me with the Rolling Stones. I'm not a huge fan of Rolling Stones and I've never really found stuff from the rolling stones that have been like oh i get it this is why this band is like so influential uh i've never heard something from them like that so i imagine this is what that album would be for me i would listen and be like why is this band you know credited like this is good but this isn't you know it's not what you think going into it yeah and especially when you have three albums there's not much time to really make that but well and also not much time in between these two albums the first one and the second one there's only three years so they dramatically changed their sound then did you read about uh the process of making the second album because i figured you would it's i've I've known about it but man it's a uh it's a story um so the second album uh do we even say what the uh first album was called uh maybe isn't anything (laughs) i don't know by the way i hate their song names they're they never are um indicative of what the song lyrically or musically are doing yeah but there's some of their songs too you can't even tell what the lyrics are so i think that's most of their songs from here on out after yeah after the first album yeah Yeah, and that's another reason why i said you know like this one's the most most straightforward so let's move forward to loveless which came out three years later in 1991 november of 1991 um this is the album this is the album that everyone talks about this yeah. is the album like whenever someone well, says, i mean they took a break yeah after this too so yeah 
this was like their last album for a long time. Yeah, and part of the reason why they took a break is apparently that uh, after releasing this album, it got so much critical acclaim and got so much like it. It got them. So yeah, I mean, much, all the, all the reviews are like ten out of ten. Like, yeah, it has so much pressure behind it that they said like they just it was super hard to follow up and they just kind of crumbled under that pressure and then took a break. So that, that makes sense though. Yeah, and I totally get that. I can only imagine what that feels like. Um, but. Yeah, this is the first album I listened to them, and it, yeah, it, it's I see why people give it a ten out of ten. I don't think personally I'd give it a ten out of ten. Right. I think I would give it a high eight to a low nine. It's just it, it is super. If you don't know what shoegaze is, this is what to listen. This to. is it because yeah. it's just like that. Even describing what shoegaze is to somebody, you're like, you know, oh, it's somebody who plays so much effects on their guitar that it doesn't sound like a guitar. And they're like, oh, you mean like you too? It's like, no, not at all. Not like that at all. Yeah. Like, what's really cool about this album is it, a lot on all the tracks, it feels mostly like you listen to it and it doesn't feel like you're listening to a guitar. And it doesn't, and the drums can be so pulled back and the, uh, vocals. Well, everything can be pulled back pretty far yeah. but together it feels like this you know kind of like sonic blend of you know a whole thing instead of very easily in music i find myself even in my favorite bands picking one instrument and listening to it in a playthrough maybe i'm listening to the vocals maybe i'm listening to the guitar bass or drums yeah but it's not so easy to do that in this because none of them are the focal point it they're very good and like i'm so and like the best example is the the vocals you can't really understand what they're saying for the most part but you can hear the the tonality of it so you can latch on to it so if you were to sing along with it it's really going to be more of a hum because you yeah. don't know what they're saying so you're focusing on the you know the melody which is almost like i think maybe that is a lot more what music is less than song or less than storytelling and stuff like that. It can be that, but I think music inherently is music, not especially without, without vocals. Definitely. Oh yeah. So, and then on top of that, without intelligible, like vocals. And then on top of that, so I can't, it's hard to like latch onto something and not in a bad way, but whenever you're singing, Uh, or whenever you think back on a song you think oh well here's that guitar part whenever i think of the boys are back in town i think of that that part the guitar part but in these it's not so easy to do that it's more of a i'm thinking of the full song or i just have to go listen to the song yeah i was gonna say you may not remember which is not a bad thing that sounds bad yeah but and yeah it's just hard to really explain why that's a good thing but that is how the feeling I get but from this. I think stuff. if you listen to it, though, you you can see why that is the case and why it's a good thing. And this is where it, it gets really... There are tracks that can be borderline noise. Like the quote-unquote chorus, the chorus of the first song, Only Shallow, it's not even arguably what I would call a chorus. It's just a guitar part, but it's so loud and like unintelligible when it comes to like pulling out oh this is what somebody's doing on guitar it's just this huge kind of noise thing mm-hmm. like you can't really pull from that and it, it it is noise but it's also i don't know it it has all the like uh it has all the things that make noise music noise you know yeah like, and th- 
but then also on this album, they do have, they keep that, what I was talking about, where it's just kind of like a sonic blend instead of like each individual instrument. But somehow they did that and then also had some catchy songs like for To Hear Knows When, When You Sleep, I Only Said, Coming Alone. Those are like four songs in the mm-hmm. middle of the album. Those are all, I could see those being played on the radio in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Whereas that first song, Only Shallow, I doubt that was being played on pop radio. No, it probably wasn't. It was also like a really abrupt start to the album. So like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely, I think that's its purpose though, is like the start of the album. It wasn't meant to be like a single or anything, obviously. Yeah. And so then after those four songs, um, comes my favorite song by them, which is called sometimes. And it, I don't know if he plays acoustic on this or if it's just a guitar, um, like an electric guitar, but uh, it's this really nice uh, chord progression, and they they went into like a lot of open tunings on this album and changing up tunings and changing up playing style. Kevin Shields has this uh, way he takes the whammy bar, the tremolo bar, whatever you want to call it, and when he strums, he is uh, using the whammy bar as an expression of his strumming. So whenever someone strums a guitar, maybe they start at a certain height and then they pull their hand out as they finish strumming. He holds the whammy bar with him the whole time. So whenever he first strums, it's completely compressed and then he'll let his arm out, but he's still holding the whammy bar, which can completely change Hmm. uh, how a guitar sounds. And Really, again, the best way is just to go... He has videos talking about it and showing you how he does it. That's the best way of really seeing what I just explained. But uh, So he started messing with a lot of open tunings and a lot of uh, you know techniques like that. And on this song, sometimes it's just this like so much distortion on a guitar that really all you hear is like you can't hear... I would never be able to figure out what he's playing on this song without, you know, just someone else's, you know, tablature or something like that. Like I yeah. it's it's very much a just kind of like it feels like just this big massive sound and then it has this really pretty vocal part in the background uh that I only know the first phrase because then after that it's really just like muffled, but it's just a beautiful song and I it's definitely one of my favorite songs by them and probably one of my favorite songs in general of all time, just because it's, it's really good at, um, you know, it, it, it hits on a feeling less than, uh, you know, being more accessible in the sense that like, here's a song where I'm going to talk about being sad and you relate because of what I'm saying. I relate to this song on an emotional level because of the way it's like listening to a score in a film they're trying to make you feel something, you know, like a horror movie is trying to scare you, you know, swelling violence supposed to make you feel emotional, that kind of stuff. They do that well here, but you know, there's no visual medium to go yeah. along with no, it. That, they're just hitting it. That's a good point actually that their music kind of works in the same way. Yeah. And, but it's like, I like scores and I know we all know that you like scores as well, but I think we can agree that scores are a little 
pulled back when they don't have the visual medium as well. And vice versa. Depends on the score, but yeah. 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 And vice versa, I don't think films are as good without scores. They are very much companion pieces, even though a lot of times they can be individual. But it's very rare that you can get something where like it can hit both. Right, yeah. But only being one. Um, Yeah, and then after that, like, it's a shame for me, and this is why I, I couldn't give it a 10 out of 10, is because, like, after that song, the, the rest of the album is good. There's three more songs, but it's just, like, it never hits that same note as yeah, that it, as it sometimes just kinda, did. I don't want to say, like, trails off, but... Yeah, it, it just, it, it feels like... It, it wraps up sooner than you'd want. I wish, I think if they had took, taken these three songs and put it behind that song... And by that, I mean, like, have sometimes be the last track on the album. That would have been a better flow for me. And I would give that, that those songs sense. a better yeah. chance. It's though these albums, since they are so, and they do flow into each other a bit. And sometimes they don't flow. It can be an abrupt stop and then into this, like, noise. Well, yeah. And just how, like, that first track is an abrupt start of the album. There's a couple tracks that just, you know, it's very... I don't know. It's weird because they're all of a sudden on their own, whereas the rest of them, like the you know the past like four songs, could all flow together. So yeah, and I, it's just I think what uh, they did on this album is you know it's a guitar based band. It is, but it's very you know it's it's hard to say that you can listen to any guitar based music or a rock band nowadays, and probably even back then in the late 80s, early 90s, and say, these people are doing something new. This is new. Yeah. I This is new. Whenever they did this, like it had to have been like groundbreaking. And even if it wasn't well, on I an mean, underground that, level, that's it was why influencing it was, people like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that's, that's why they're an influential band, was that they were at least one of the first bands to do this and have success with it. So. Yeah, it's like, stuff like this is like, even, uh, this nails it. Like, they, they hit the mark, but... Even when stuff like this does is good but not amazing, this is how you get new music. Is trying new stuff like this when yeah. he took his whammy bar and just started like wouldn't let go of it, and it forced him to relearn playing guitar. Or if he just layered a bunch of uh, pedals and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's a great album, and definitely I think most people say this is their magnum opus. But oh yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so when it came to uh, the recording process, this took them like three years. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I have one interesting note about the recording process that I I found out. was uh, They recorded the whole thing in mono, which is weird to me. Yeah, and that's the thing is they, they tried new uh, techniques, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, they they weren't, you know, just phoning it in. I'm trying to see how many engineers they used because they used a fuck ton, apparently. Well, they, they spent a lot of time recording this so there, yeah there's a rumor that uh the rumored cost of this album is two hundred and fifty thousand pounds which is a lot of for course the band that's ridiculous yeah. of course the band refutes that they say uh it's something they said even they said that uh they said that it's more like 160,000 pounds and then people were like that's still a lot of money yeah and to which they say like oh well you have to understand that's living costs for four years and i was like well yeah i guess but still that's a fuck ton i don't of know if that's how that works though well that's how they were explaining it 
So is that normally how you would calculate how much an album cost? To be honest, I'm not experienced Cause, enough because I mean you. that's not how you determine would, how no. much a movie costs. Like, no, absolutely not. I mean, but catering is in those movie budgets and yeah, stuff like but that. not like not living, not not place to stay and well, all that. no, like, but then. It, you could arguably say yes because then you have like you're paying the actors so much money and that money goes to their. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's difficult, but I would argue probably not in this sense. Whenever it comes to albums, you're just talking about how much did it cost studio time. I would think studio time, buying and, instruments, mastering, and, whatever. Yeah, and buying equipment and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it costs so much money that uh, it put their record label creation out of business. Uh, it stressed out everyone on that record label beyond belief. Apparently, Kevin Shields was extremely hard to work with. I would imagine so. The songwriting process for them was less of going in and or going in with finished songs and more just going in and fucking around. They would spend like a whole day trying to figure out something, and then I think they he said at one point they had half the album recorded, and then they just scrapped it because it just didn't feel right. So they're just re-recording after so long, and it's just like, it. I'm I'm understating everything on this, but it it is an interesting story. And I'm sure there are uh, uh, plenty of documentaries on this album, but uh, yeah, they had something like I think it was like 19 engineers on uh, who worked on this. It, it's fucking well, nuts. It turned out well, so yeah, and that's the thing is you hear about this stuff and. Well, and you would think the album is like pretty bad then if yeah, you hear stuff like that. You're like, you hear this and like, if you heard this on a movie, like so-and-so is so hard to work with and they're doing the, they had to go in for reshoots and all that stuff. You're like, yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Fucked. Yeah, exactly. Like you immediately know like, oh, something 90% chance that movie's yeah. going to suck. But yeah, I mean, I'll move on from it, but it's a great album. It, incredible. Uh, yeah, I think if... If anybody's going to just listen to one album, obviously, you listen to this one. Yeah. And if you're going to start, though, I think doing what you did, it makes uh, makes the most sense to yeah. start on this album. And then if you are curious about the first album, go listen to it. But Yeah. And so so they that album came out in 91, and they toured on it, played it for a while. For a couple of years. Yeah. Took and a break. Yeah. So they played it for, or they had six years, and then they uh, broke up, took a hiatus. I don't know if they mentioned it was uh, a breakup or a hiatus whatever but for 10 years they were gone 1997 to 2007 and then they came back in 2007 and were just playing reunion shows and stuff like that and of course there are all these rumors about them having a new album but that album didn't come out till 2013 and apparently it was a surprise drop even though there were rumors about it they finished yeah they it. didn't announce it ahead of time yeah they released so they finished it in december of 2012 Released it. Part of it was recorded in like the late nineties. I think like almost all of it, except for one. I think they said like the whole album was recorded in like the late nineties, except for one song. Hmm. Um, so they. That's honestly even stranger than. Yeah. If you look at the recorded dates, it says ninety six to ninety seven, two thousand six to twenty twelve. That two thousand six to twenty twelve is apparently like mixing and editing, Hmm. which is interesting. Um, but. You know, you think, okay, well, they went from having an album to 91 and then an album in 2013. It's going to be this sound way different and it's going to sound like have this bigger budget. It sounds the exact same in a good way. Yeah. No, it's, it sounds, I mean, knowing that they recorded it at the same time, maybe, maybe most of it, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. But 
Yeah, it's like, you know, the Star Wars movies, the original uh, trilogy visually is not as up to par as some, some of the newer ones, even though, you know, blah, blah, blah. It would be like Star Wars, like a new trilogy of Star Wars coming out and looking like the same trilogy. Yeah. That's not a bad thing, but it is interesting that somebody would do that. You would think you would use the recording of the day. Uh, but yeah, it, it they finished it, I think, and it was either December or January and released in February, February 2nd of 2013. Mm-hmm. They just put it online on their album and their, uh, or they put it online on their website and the their website like crashed immediately because of the oh, volume yeah. of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, once again, critical acclaim. This one I had never listened to either. Uh, a lot longer songs. There's really only like yeah. two, three minute songs. Um, this, I, I will say I liked this album more than the last one at the start of it, actually. Yeah, it does have a really strong, strong start. Um, I think the first three songs are really yeah. strong. And then the fourth song is what kind of kills it for me. The kind of riding high. Is this yeah, it, it comes yes. back in the second half around yeah. uh, In Another Way. That's one yeah. I wrote down where it kind of picks up again. Is this in Yes? Is this weird kind of like spacey, you know, I don't even know how to ex- describe it. It's just, it doesn't, there's nothing that grasps me on it. And it's like five minutes long. So it feels like it goes yeah. on for way too long. But the first three songs are like straightforward uh, shoegaze songs. Like the whole band, uh, hard to discern guitars and all that uh it really did when you hear it of like a comeback album there's always that hesitance of like is this just a cash cow or is this like a yeah yeah and this very much feels like it was you know actually oh this band did this because the music was there they didn't do this because they wanted to make money or they felt like they should or there was pressure so that's good and I think that it's got a lot of high ratings. It's got lower ratings than the other albums. Right, like yeah. Pitchfork gave both the two albums prior 10 out of 10s. This one has a 9 out of 10. So still an amazing uh, rating. But, you know. Hmm. And same thing with Rolling Stone. is like those other ones had 5 out of 5s. This one has a 4 out of 5. So, you know, take that what you will. It's still a good album. I like this album more than the first album probably. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's it's not like exactly more of the same of the second album, but it's as close as you can get. So yeah, and I would say with this band, they it's hard to say this without it sounding bad, but they do very much stick with what they are. Yeah, it doesn't like they are changing things, and it's more subtle than people notice unless you know you really are digging into it, like I do. Like, I like to figure out how they did this stuff, but not everyone does that, nor should everyone. Uh, right. But they are, you know, breaking ground on a lot of stuff, but it's not super in your face. Like, a, oh, Beck, you know, he started as some, like, whatever you want to call that, well, like, anti-folk type dude, and then, yeah. like, now he's doing, like, pop music, and he's done rap, and it's just, like, it's all been really good. But they, they also don't have, like, the number of albums to where they could do that, really. So. Yeah. And it's just... I don't think they are ever going to have that many albums. Apparently. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to have anything else after this, anyway. With what? my luck, whenever I uh, release, whenever this gets released, I'm going 
to be wrong about this, but they there are rumors that there's supposed to be several EPs coming out in 2019. <laughs> that being said, we're like a quarter of the way through the year and they haven't announced any. But the way this last album came out, they could have they could just drop it out. So, yeah, that that would be weird if they did that though, I think, doing EPs instead of another album. Yeah, I'm not sure. There were apparently rumors whenever they dropped this album that they had like three or ten albums worth of music. And I was just like, yeah. honestly, hearing about how uh, they worked for that second album, I was like, there's absolutely no fucking way they have ten albums. No, they might have had... The thing I saw was that they had 60 hours of audio recorded, yeah, but like nuts. that doesn't mean it's usable. Yeah, so. of course not. I mean, I, I have like Radiohead uh, fucking... Um, cassettes like a special edition oh, where right, it's yeah. like a bunch yeah. of sketches and stuff and it's like three hours worth of stuff uh-uh that's not three hours worth of songs like yeah. there will be songs but there they had a fucking part where it was like five minutes of microsoft sam just talking that's and they fun, recorded though. that that's it's, fun yeah it is but i'm saying like that counts into that like six yeah, hours yeah. yeah yeah but yeah overall my bloody valentine i think they're really good and it's one of those uh I didn't know what shoegaze was when I listened to that. I I had heard about it and I wanted to figure out what it was, and this is how I figured it out. So, if you're, I you're, think they're a good example of what shoegaze is, obviously because they're one of the biggest. Yeah, I think they are the. They're probably the band. shoegaze band, but like, it's just also. I think the second album is pretty approachable still. Like, yeah, it definitely is. Even if you don't think you care about this, like, go listen to it and try it because. Yeah, and uh, you'll probably like it. It's hard to, um, you know, pick out like a song because, you know, if you don't like shoegaze, you won't like shoegaze. That's fine. But uh, I would definitely say try and listen to the whole second album. It's like 48 minutes. If you can't do that. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think you people can do that. Yeah. And it, but, you know, if for some reason you're like, I don't like this. Listen to the first song, Only Shallow. Listen to Sometimes. That's my favorite song. That's a pretty good representation of the two sides of shoegaze, like kind of loud, noisy rock, and then like kind of a more somber sonic blend. So, yeah, it's a uh, very much a band that like I bet they're on a bunch of like a thousand albums to listen to before you die. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely like, again, they're like the band of the genre. Like, yeah, they're just interesting. Oh, and I forgot to mention apparently for that, uh, uh third album which i don't think we said the name again mbv oh no we didn't uh apparently when they signed to island records to tour in 1992 they or when they signed to island records in 1992 they got a 250,000 uh, pound uh advance and they spent it all on a studio and uh equipment for touring and by that, I, I don't mean like, oh, they bought a stage and they bought like a mixer. They bought like guitars and shit. I was like, how are you spending that much money? Like, it's insane. The studio I get, but the way that they talk Even about Even the studio, it, though, like they only did two albums. So like that wasn't a good use of yeah, money into a studio. It's insane to me when you hear about these bands that are like, this is the formative band and they have two albums and there's they've spent 250,000 pounds on a, uh, their second album. They spent 250,000 pounds on... Uh, a, a home studio and uh which honestly makes sense after that second album you probably want your own studio yeah but then again like if you're not going to put anything out then it doesn't yeah but they went through a really ton matter. of uh studios on that second album but you know and then also 
having so much uh, equipment. The I mentioned this in the Ray Clone episode, but the uh, Kevin Shields he has a guitar for every song. Yeah, and that is just like excess at its core. Like I'm not like when you, I would say most people probably can't tell the difference yeah. song to song. Like it's really an indulgent thing, and it's just like. I understand having a song or a guitar for different tunings. That's okay. But if you have three songs in the same tuning, why do you need different guitars for that? Like, that's probably not well, necessary. Especially if you're, this might offend people, especially if you're a shoegaze band, like no one <laughs> can really tell yeah. like what guitar you started with. So. Yeah. Uh, there's so much effects on it. If, yeah. Unless the effect was coming from the guitar, which it's not. Yeah. Uh, that would be the only case where that would make sense. So it's just, it feels indulgent. But I, I mean, feel bad for his guitar. Tech. Once you've like made it, you know, quote unquote that way, like people do that. Like Jack White does stupid shit like that. So, yeah. but at least he's, yeah, I don't know. It, it just yeah. like in that same video where he describes his technique on, uh, strumming, he like, they show you his home studio and then like, he's got like 30 guitars in cases and they each have a piece of tape on them and they say the song on it. It'll say like loveless loomer, all this shit. I'm like, what the fuck dude? That's yeah. Like you said, that's gotta be obnoxious for his text. How does he write new songs? Does he go out and buy a new guitar guitar? or or does, is he allowed to play other songs on a guitar? Does he have a writing guitar? Maybe at this point I'm belittling him and I will never be as influential as him, and I'm just jealous. So maybe that's it. I mean, 30 guitars is a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have 30 guitars, own up to it. Why you have that? It's because you like guitars, and you just have the money, and you want to spend it. That's okay. But don't tell me you need it for every single song. Like, no, I I don't buy that shit. Maybe that's why they haven't put out more albums. Yeah, because they can't afford it. They don't have (laughs) 250,000 pounds. Yep. So that's my bloody Valentine. Yeah. Uh, even though I just ended on a bitchy note, it's a great band. Check no, they're out. really good. Yeah. 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 Check out that second album first, Loveless. Um, yeah. Uh, next next week, Adam and I are yeah, taking. Yeah, the next episode, maybe the next two, we don't really know yet. Yeah. We don't know uh, how long. We're taking a break at some point, though. Yeah. Adam and I are taking a break. Uh, but uh, we have Dave and Hagen. They're going to be uh, taking on uh, deep dive for at least an episode at least, or two at least one or two episodes probably yeah. uh maybe more we'll see what they yeah show's not to, stopping so. the two of us are just taking a quick yeah. break um and uh they are very, the first band they're doing yeah very quaintly yeah yeah go ahead you can no, no, no i was gonna let you say it because yeah they're doing radiohead and yep. i can't help but feel that they're doing that in spite of me probably yeah uh but uh, yeah. that is a lot to commit to for their first one. That's yep. like nine, yeah, ten I think albums. It's nine albums. Um, I should know that. I know Granted, it. we did seven for the first one we did, but yeah, would rather do Radiohead. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes for them. I'm. I'm gonna. And, I'm and gonna I don't love editing. That. I don't really know their opinions on Radiohead, so it's gonna be interesting to hear. I know Dave's, but I won't spoil. Yeah, they have nine albums, so. That's a lot. And yeah, I mean, I'm not about to get into that. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing Radiohead and uh we'll be back at some point um sometime later in the summer, yeah. We got a couple uh suggestions from listeners on Facebook and whatnot uh for uh artists we should do and uh I'm definitely 
gonna pick. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do some of those. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna you, pick one of them. Um, but I don't I, know. I was when. gonna say if people want to send in more suggestions, you can just comment on the post on Instagram or Facebook or yeah. email us or whatever. Yeah, we'll take anything. I mean, that that's the point of the show is to listen to stuff that we probably wouldn't have uh, picked. Well, and probably stuff we wouldn't have picked on our own either would be cool. So. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely one that uh, someone commented that I'm pretty pretty stoked on that we should have thought of earlier, but it's good. All right. Yeah. Well, so. uh, thanks for this first run, guys. Enjoy fucking Radiohead, I guess. That band rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>